We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, Matthew Sponauer and Theo Ash. We have a great episode planned for you all today because we're at this point in the NFL season where there's training camp, but how much can you really trust training camp and how much can you really talk about that? I mean, Theo was at Cardinals camp and he was like, it was just like install and then seven on seven. And it wasn't even like 100%. So how much can you really talk about that? And, you know, preseason games are coming up. But what are we going to do? Give you preseason, uh, like, previews? No. So today we are doing something that we haven't done in a while, which is a mailbag segment for the whole show. So we've asked questions on Twitter, or we've asked you for questions on Twitter. And in our chalkboard, we're going to answer those today. But before we get into that, Matt, Theo, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I, I kind of like that idea, uh, a preseason record prediction for <laughs> Ravens undefeated. <laughs> That's Aren't they right, undefeated over the, the last, like, four years? Since 2015, I think. Yeah, it's like something, something totally ridiculous. That is a crazy dynasty. That is a crazy <laughs> dynasty. Preseason dynasty. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm doing all right. I... Uh, not too much to report. I, I saw the most beautiful sunset maybe of my life yesterday. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's what it's all about, baby. Yep. So I've I've been up to nothing, I'm afraid. I've got no interesting reports back at all. I'm just taking is... it one day at a time, you know? You've worn the same hat like three episodes in a row now. This is... Well, if it, the, the lore <laughs> is that my, my old favorite hat is like done it's cooked it tapped out so i've got i've got a rotation right now um and i guess the hot wieners hat is taking (laughs) over as the new favorite it's not as good as the old one of course no obviously it goes without saying truly um but this one's a little funny 
So I like that. I like that it's funny. Um, and it, it just fits my head and it just makes me happy. So I wear it. Hey, if Matt's happy, who am I to argue, right? Let's hop into these questions. We got some questions from our Twitter, some from our chalkboard. If you want to be involved in these types of questions, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Stay Hot Pod. I can never remember which one's Stay Hot Pod or which one's Stay Hot BW. Instagram is Stay Hot BW. Twitter, or I guess it's X now. I keep calling it Twitter though, because it's it's Twitter to me. That's okay. We don't it's, need to call it X. <laughs> it's Twitter. Um, it's Twitter Stay Hot Pod on Stay Hot Pod. Twitter. Stay Hot Pod. That was the point. And then if you want to join the chalkboard, links in the description if you're watching on YouTube or if you're on any of our social platforms, it'll be in the link in our bio. But first question is from at EK3Heat on Twitter asking, how small height and weight would a QB have to be for each of you to consider him undraftable? I mean, I think even when you get under six feet tall, um, it's not really a problem if the guy can play. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, But truly, I, I think it gets harder to do things when you get smaller. Like obviously like throwing over the middle and then seeing your receivers and staying healthy. Those things are all more difficult the shorter you are and the less you weigh. But if a guy can prove that he can do the things you would expect them to be limited by, even at a smaller height, then I think he's still good. So there's probably no set size where it's like, yeah, this guy's off my board. If you're showing the traits, you're showing the traits, right? It's just harder to show the traits at those heights. Uh, would, but an like if ant five, be, five, would an ant be undraftable? Or like a spider. Well, you can't draft yeah, an because ant. they don't have opposable thumbs. That's a pretty. <laughs> I mean, it gets a it football gets would a, a football would be pretty difficult. To would hold you start those. me if I was a worm? <laughs> <laughs> there, there, I'm just saying, like, there has to be like a, a a threshold. Like, where is that line? It just gets significantly and significantly harder. I'm gonna say, how tall was Doug Flutie? He I was, know. I believe, five foot nine. That's probably about as short as you could possibly be. I mean, it's at five eight, five seven. It's getting really, really tough. If you're like going to the combine and you're like getting favorably listed by teams at five eight, five seven, that's probably too much. But who knows? Maybe in in twenty years we'll see somebody come around. I'd, I'd say the weight is almost more of the concern with getting injured. I'm trying to look up the smallest possible quarterback you can make on Madden. <laughs> I think 5'5", five, five, I think is the, the shortest you can go. And I think 150 or 145 pounds is the, sh- is the lightest you can go. And I agree. If you're, if I can't you're make you on that. Madden, you're too small. I'm not drafting you. 5'5", <laughs> five five, 160 gets a, a pretty difficult to stomach as a quarterback. I would say you'd have to be a little bit taller than that. I don't know. Probably. I guess it does depend, you know, if someone was just that good at scrambling out of the pocket and like throwing on the move, like maybe, I guess if they were stocky enough, they'd have to be really damn good. Um, right. I would say you get to about five, five, eight, 160 pounds. And I don't think that you can sustain hits over the course of an entire season. I, I think that, that at that point, you're just too small at it's too historically unprecedented. I don't want to see someone get killed. It's a violent sport. 
even still, even with all the rules for the quarterbacks, they still take licks. So I, I'm going to say five, five, seven, 160 pounds. You're, you're off my board. All right. So you heard it here. If you're five, seven and a half and 161, you are good. <laughs> You have to be really good, though. You're probably off my board if you're under five foot nine. Like, if someone weighed in at the combine and it was like five, eight and a half, 170 pounds, I'd be like, I think most NFL teams would take them off their board, and I think I might as well. But if they were just so special, but I don't know how special you'd have to be if you were five, seven, 160 pounds yeah, for to play in the NFL. There's a lot of no shame in being five, seven, 160 pounds, but. NFL quarterback is not in your future. Deuce Vaughn is 5'5", 165, I think. And or that's five, crazy. Really that something like that. So being a, being a running back, I almost think being short can be good because you just fit through little openings and gaps. Yeah. It can be kind of hard to see you behind the line of scrimmage and – it doesn't matter if the gap is tiny, if you're tiny. I, I actually think there's some pros to being a smaller running back, but can your body endure all the hits that running backs have to take when you're 160-something pounds? Right. That is the problem. More If you were a built 5'5", five five, I'd have no problem drafting you if you were a running back. It's just hard to be a built 5'5 five five and also be an NFL athlete. It's hard to be, it's hard to be an NFL athlete at 5'5", five five, period. Yeah. So, But I, I don't really think that how big you are as a running back matters. I think for a running back, it matters less than any other. I don't care about length if you're a running back, which I care about for basically any other position. I don't care about height. I think yeah. there are pros and cons. Fair enough. Next question is from at M goat Bisky. I wonder who he's a fan of says, where would you rank Justin Fields in the NFC? Let's go through them all real quick. Okay. All the other NFC quarterbacks. There's 15 of them. We'll only talk about starters because obviously. Yeah. Dak Prescott. He's worse. Better. Or, I mean, or, Fields is worse. Yeah. Fields is worse. Right, right, yeah. Right, right, right. yeah. 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 Okay. Daniel Jones. Can we, can we come back to that one? We can come back to that one. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I guess Sam Howell. I'm taking well, Fields. Yeah, give me Fields. Goff. I'm taking Goff after the season he had, and I know that Goff can't create when you move him off of his spot, and maybe Fields will surpass him next year, but Goff was just really consistent last year and led a top-five passing offense, Well, whereas Fields was at number 32. I'm not the world's biggest Goff fan, but at this moment... I would say that he is a better quarterback than Fields. Um, I guess I would take Fields. Like, if I could only add one to my roster, though, I'd be right. more intrigued with Fields, Fields, though. It's it's a tough one. It's like, if you could have had one last year only for that year, I'd probably take Goff. Going forward, I probably would rather take the shot on Fields, but does that necessarily mean that he's better as it stands right now with what he's proven. Let's let's say this. We'll we'll say let's ignore contract and let's say who would you rather have going forward? I think I would rather have Fields than Goff going forward that change, because that changes a lot. <laughs> 
I would still rather have Dak. I'd still rather have Hurts yes. going forward, I think. But with um, Fields, the, the ceiling is so high. Um, he's can rip off a 40-yard run at any point. You saw the type of passer he was at Ohio State. If he puts those two things together, you see where all the MVP hype comes from. I don't think he'll reach that because he has such a long ways to go um, as a passer in the league that I don't think just the addition of DJ Moore will like vault him to the top or anything like that. But golf to me just is not good enough when late in the down, um, a bit too conservative. These are things that golf is. And I think Dak possesses, which is why I say I would rather have Dak and not golf. Uh, I guess I would take fields over golf going forward. Okay. I think that would apply for Daniel Jones and too. I like that yeah. logic. Yeah, Daniel Jones has a little bit more maneuverability, and he can run as well. Um, but would you rather have Fields or Daniel Jones going forward, contract aside? I would take Fields. I might take Fields the well. Fields. The potential is just really, really high, and I just don't know. I think I think Daniel Jones is going to have a pretty good year, and I think like that contract is going to look like whatever, maybe like not atrocious, and not great. Uh, yeah. Maybe I, I, I fields going, but forward. I also think it's an easier situation on the Giants. I think that's definitely true. Um, but you know, the Giants are the Bears' receivers. Who would you take? Yeah, the but Giants. the situation is more than the receivers. It is more than the receivers. But Daniel Jones was playing better than Fields last year for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of two questions and who would you like who would you bet on fields versus just taking more of like a guy who's kind of proved maybe they can be consistent or like who is he better than right now? Because as it stands right now, Fields just hasn't proven that he can really consistently do what he needs to do in the pass game with the short stuff and hit what he needs to hit. And part of that is obviously on the receivers, but part of that is, you know, he just hasn't fully developed. And I know, you know, Bears fans probably want to hear like, oh yeah, well it's going to happen and I have him all over, over all of these quarterbacks, but I think I, you got to see it to some extent, even though I would be willing to bet on it over some of these other guys because he has a lot of upside. Right. Then that brings you Jordan Love hasn't played, probably would take Fields and think he would have higher upside, but that's they're, a real. They're both un pretty unproven, and Fields was the better prospect and the better athlete, so I'd probably lean back on that and say Fields. Yes. What about Kirk Cousins? Cousins is a bit better than Goff to me. Um, I think that Cousins played pretty well last year. Going forward, you go into the age. Let's say age aside. Age aside? Yeah, well, age aside, yeah. I mean, otherwise, it's going to be like, well, he's older, so he's like that one's kind of a gimme. Age I, aside. I, I think year. Cousins is good enough to that I would take him over Fields. I, I might put Fields ahead of Goff and behind Cousins. I think Cousins is more aggressive than Goff. Yeah. And I think, and, and I guess that's easy when you have Justin Jefferson, but I think Maybe. that he's because he he wasn't he wasn't aggressive like this before, right? It only this is kind of recent aggressiveness from Cousins, where he's like taking shots downfield into closing windows. Like, I think he has gotten better with it over time. Um, yeah, I'd take Cousins over Fields if we're ranking NFC quarterbacks. Okay. All right, Ritter. Totally unproven. I think we'll all take Fields. Shout out to him, though. Bryce Young literally has not played. Yeah. I'll 
you made a video on this a while ago. I did. Um, I don't know how. I've I've actually warmed a little to the idea of Young. I after the draft, I was a little bit lower on him, and I think I've talked myself into him a little bit. I who would I rather have going forward, Bryce Young or Justin Fields? It's really tough. I'll say. I think you. I think it's fair to call that a wash and just take Fields because he's played. If you want to take the cheap way out, I'm going to yeah. take Bryce Young because that's my guy. But um, my, I mean, if if we're talking about like comparing two quarterbacks and offenses that don't have receivers, because that's kind of what the Panthers are right now. That's what the Bears were last year. Is Bryce Young going to be able to create the same rushing threat? that Fields was able to in Chicago probably not but it's 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 deeper than that yeah it is and I think that that Bryce Young will be a little bit better when it comes to getting the ball out of his hands quickly and when things are open actually pulling the trigger I mean Fields couldn't even really complete a screen pass last year (laughs) he'd go take off anyway but um I do think that the addition of DJ Moore is really going to be a boon for Fields. I'll, I'll say Fields over Young, but that is—I I have a very low degree in co- of confidence in that statement. How about uh, Derek Carr? I'm taking Fields over Carr. I—I I, I might even put Carr below Goff on the NFC hierarchy. I think I would put Carr below Goff. I agree. I think Carr is painfully uncreative he's he's not making anything happen outside of like late in the down i don't think and i think his footwork is bad even this late into his career he's toesy he doesn't set his hallway right and he'll miss things you saw this happen a lot versus pittsburgh last year and it's like how many years into this are we dude his aggression kind of fluctuates wildly where it's like sometimes there'll be something there for him and he won't take it other times He'll force something that isn't there. I'm like, what are what are you thinking? I'm not a very big Derek Carr believer. I I'm definitely taking Fields over over Carr going forward. I would trade Carr for Fields in a in a heartbeat. Then you've got Baker Mayfield. Definitely, we're taking Fields. Definitely Baker, obviously. Kyler Murray. (laughs) I'm taking Kyler. I'm taking Kyler as well. Matthew Stafford. I don't even know, dude. I don't know what the deal with his elbow is. Like going forward, it's hard to say that like. Healthy Stafford, give me Stafford. Yeah, healthy, like Stafford, last time we saw him 100%, Stafford. Stafford, what right. he might be right now, I mean, the Rams have been trying to move off of him. I, I don't think that bodes well for what it's going to look like. I think the elbow thing could be one of those deals where it's like it's just not going to get way, way better, and it's always going to be a problem. And, I mean, you think about older quarterbacks and how they, like, really start to, like, lose their arm. Yeah, uh, Drew Brees or Ben Roethlisberger in particular really lost it towards the Matt end. Ryan. Matt yeah, Ryan. Matt, it's Matt like, Ryan. Matt Ryan really lost it too. Yeah, it, it would be amazing if Stafford could stave that off for another year or two. And Stafford also throws like sidearmed like all the time. He is like the yeah. most consistent sidearm throw. <laughs> yeah, whatever he's doing, it messed with his elbow. And right. uh, yeah, I, I if I could add Fields or Stafford to my roster right now, like I would add Fields. And like Stafford during the Super Bowl run was pretty elite. So obviously he could surpass Fields. Like if, even by week one, we can tell that he's like playing at a high level. But yeah, I, I think that 
retirement is on the table for Stafford and, and Fields is a more young and more exciting and all that. So yeah, I'd rather have Fields and Stafford. I'd rather have Fields than anyone on the 49ers. And I would rather have Geno than Fields, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So where does that put him? Like that, eight or nine? That puts him below Geno, Kyler, Dak, and Hertz. And it puts him below Cousins. How many is that? One, two, three, five. four. And then what did, five. How, how did we do, what about Goff? Goff, you start to get into like Goff and Daniel Jones. I think it starts to get into like consistent guy or are we betting on upside? Yeah. They're kind of all in the same tier. I think Bryce he's Young in like the six to eight. I think he's like in the six to ten range in that in that category. Yeah. And I would say I would rather have Fields. Will definitely one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Definitely eighth, I think, is if you start to get like lower than eighth and put like love above them right now, like maybe your car above them, maybe howl if you're a big believer or ritter like maybe but i i would say probably seventh or eighth in the in the nfc is where i'd rank him i I agree and that feels fair for a guy who is way up and down Mm -hmm. and he's right you know bang in the middle at the moment and we'll see how it plays out this season yep so i think that's the answer seven or eight hey look at that next question is from at ffb retweets he has two questions. The first question is least favorite player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so this person, so we're about to list three guys that are never allowed on stay hot. <laughs> That's a tough one. It is a tough one. I've never been a Brady guy. I don't like Brady. That'll be my That's answer. That's fair. That's I like, like Brady. I, Michigan I, I can guy that. beat yeah. the Panthers in the Super Bowl. I don't like him. <laughs> That's fair. Brady's a good answer. I would say <laughs> the first name that comes to mind for me is unfortunately Brandon Bostic as a Packers fan for dropping the onside kick that would have sent us to the Super Bowl. Uh, that 2014 team, there is a lot that went wrong in that game, but it just squarely falls on his shoulders that like it was in his hands. It bounced off of his face mask. And to me, if I could like erase anyone from the history of the league and like put someone else in that situation. (laughs) And I know he got a lot of hate and I know that that weighed on him mentally. Like he's talked about this. So I feel bad, but as a Packer fan, it's, I I hope he understands like I'm, it's nothing against him personally, but like, man, that was brutal. So probably Bostic. Fair enough. I ha- see. I can't pick a Browns player because there's so many options. Um, <laughs> There'd be a lot of Browns draft picks to erase. Right, exactly. It's like if we're, if we're talking about like erasing someone from the league, yeah. it's like where do I start? Well, with um, the Browns, you guys, there's no one that has really owned the Packers consistently outside of like the right, 49ers. So, like I would maybe say get rid of Shanahan, but like he's not a player. Right, right. If I if I can get rid of like. A football figure, it's probably Art Modell. Like, let's be real. Art Modell. He moved yes. the team. He oh, the team. okay. Sorry, I didn't know the lore. <laughs> it's like the most common lore. Anyway. Maybe in Cleveland, man. <laughs> um, so if I can't pick him, 
then my options are either Ben Roethlisberger or uh, Elway. But I didn't. I wasn't like alive to watch Elway, so I would go Ben Roethlisberger because no one. He has the best record of any quarterback in Cleveland Brown Stadium, and that's annoying. I can think of a couple reasons to potentially dislike Ben Roethlisberger. I think that's a (laughs) very valid pick. Fair enough. I got a shout out, Tillery. <laughs> oh my god, oh, Jerry yeah. Tillery. <laughs> Tillery's not actually like my least favorite. I'm not like, oh my god, Tillery. But <laughs> oh my, he he really is a, a atrocious against the run. <laughs> and I, yeah. the Raiders are leaning. We get us Tillery <laughs> enjoy. I don't know how to describe my Enjoyers. relationship with Twitter with Tillery, but um, he's. He's going to play like real minutes for the Raiders this year. Like he's just straight up going to be there. We're going to have best Jerry Tillery, Jerry Tillery, and Isaac Rochelle in the same rotation. This will feed families. <laughs> yeah, it, running backs will get paid after playing. <laughs> Stop. Josh Jacobs is pissed that he never actually gets to go get up against this team in a game. Yeah. See, this is why the, the Raiders. This is why the Raiders the don't want to pay him. This is why the Raiders don't want to pay him. They're watching their practice squad running backs put up numbers again. <laughs> Anybody can do it. Wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> the next question from FFB retweets is favorite all-time obscure player that's not from your favorite team. I love um <laughs> I can't even remember his can't name. Can't love him that much, man. I'll... I can't love him that much. Oh my god, why did the name just escape me? He's good for one spectacular catch every single season. Keenan Cole. Keelan Ke- Cole. Cole. Yeah. Cole. I f- I feel like Keelan Cole is is widely recognized as the guy who has one huge catch per year. But I think that I realized this years ago, and I think that people are catching up to the Keelan Cole agenda. I've been yeah, people people are late to this. I, <laughs> this is this is to to real Keelan Cole knowers, <laughs> Keelan Cole enjoyers. This is nothing new. Keelan Cole, I tweeted about Keelan Cole a long, long time ago. I I love Keelan. I don't want to gatekeep Keelan Cole though. Keelan Cole is a goat role player, man. Like. Last year, he had a spectacular catch. I think to, it was a huge touchdown. Was it against the... the? I can't remember. What, was it against the Jets, I believe? He made, he made one spectacular catch that didn't count that maybe should have. And then he made one spectacular the, catch that, that did count, but perhaps shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. So that, that cancels out to one spectacular catch. Uh, his, <laughs> his streak is alive. I'm a I'm a Keelan Cole fan. Uh, that that is one of my all time favorite role players. Van Jefferson for me. <laughs> ah, yeah. My you God. haven't even eaten with the Van Jefferson agenda. I feel like he's been on your so, fantasy team and just so and. But here's the thing: I haven't eaten with the Van Jefferson fantasy <laughs> deep fantasy sleeper prediction yet. <laughs> but I know yet. that I know that. He's nice. <laughs> I know he's he's a baller. So it's just incredibly due this season. Invest, invest, invest is what I'm telling you. <laughs> Felipe Franks is is another F- one. Felipe Franks is probably like the number one of this show. Is 
And there's another, he played for the Packers. His name was Justin Perillo. And yeah, there was a year. Yeah, you can't choose him because that's your favorite team. Oh, that is my favorite team. Yeah. You're right. That does, that does stand out. So that's, otherwise I would just pick Josh Gordon. Or well, like. that. What? He's not an obscure player. He has one good year. That's not obscure. not obscure. Oh, come on. If you were sitting around, you know, the, the whole thing, if you're sitting around with the guys and you're like, let's name some. <laughs> Some lesser known players of the 2010s okay. to the 2000s. You're like Josh Gordon. Fair like, enough. yeah, the guy that is one of the most talked about wide receivers of the entire era. I mean, outside of like the ABs of the world, Josh Gordon was uh, me. Like, everyone knows Josh Gordon. Plus, he had one of the greatest wide receiver seasons ever. This doesn't yeah. count. It was it was a really good season. Um. Okay, then if I were to pick a Brown, it would probably be like Braylon Edwards or something. I feel like that's more obscure. But maybe that's not even obscure. I don't know. I can't pick a Brown anyway. Um, I would probably go with Laquan Treadwell or... Yes, that's your answer. Or Dax Milne. Those are are two good ones for you. It's got to be Treadwell, though. Yeah, I've got jersey. his jersey. Yeah, it's 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 a it's Vikings a nice Treadwell jersey. There's there's a bunch of big defensive tackles that I like. Tier Tart is a role player that I absolutely love to watch. Um, he's a, he's another guy that I would name. Al Woods in Seattle was awesome. Just the big boys in the middle, and I would also say Frank Darby because uh, he's ASU mm. alum. Fair. If we could pick Ohio State and Cincinnati and South Carolina <laughs> alums, this would be a long list. Hey, for you, wait, Matt, can we pick Devin Smith? Devin Smith, he's Did, a Buckeye. I, I won't pick him. He is a legend, though. He was didn't play for the Panthers or the Browns, though. So, like, but he played for the Buckeyes. I like them. Okay, I guess that's fair. Well, all right. Next questions are all from the chalkboard. Now, if again, if you want to. Join the chalkboard. The link is in the the YouTube description. It's uh, probably in all the the Spotify description too. So make sure you check that out. And then this first question is from Bingo Noseball asking, why is the NFL top 100 so bad if it's voted on by the players? This is a question that gets brought up every single year. They're like, oh my God, the NFL top 100, it's it's so bad. The, The players don't know ball. I just feel like that's less nuanced than because first off they're not like sitting down and being like hmm like they're just like giving like a slip of paper and they're like write down the guys that you think are like really good you know they're probably not sitting there like agonizing over the order of it which you pretty much need to do to make a list that isn't going to get crushed yeah it's more like a respect around the league list than it is you know, the actual best players. Like, sorry, there's just not going to be a bunch of offensive linemen on there or whatever. In the same way, there's going to be, like, receivers and whatnot. Um, and I, I just think also a lot of times guys get a little bit biased because they play against certain dudes a lot. Mm-hmm. Or they'll see, you know, yep. Derrick Henry twice a year, and they're like, that guy is really good. If you were a Texans defender, you'd be like, that might be the best player ever, you know? Yeah. So um, I think it's just a mix of things. Yeah, I mean, if you're a wide receiver, you're going to give respect to wide receivers. But at the same time, you're not necessarily breaking down their film and like coming up with opinions. You're just like, man, I finished third in yards and the guy ahead of me finished second in yard, you know, like or, or the guy ahead of me was in the Super Bowl and had a big catch. So I'm, I've got to give yeah. him respect. And that's that's just how players think. They're not like 
with Eckler being at 21, they're not like, well, he's only had 19 career. Who can they really lean on him come playoff time? They're, they, they're just like, <laughs> if you're a running back and you're like, make a top 100 player or top 20 player list or however many they tell him to, to, to do, they're like, well, I'm a running back, so I got to give the position love. You got to say Eckler because he had, he's had 40 touchdowns over the last two years. Right, yeah. Um, and, and that's about as far as it goes. So yeah, it, it is a good way to look at it. It's just like a respect around the league list. Um, they all love Jalen hurts because he went to the super bowl and had a great performance, you know, like that's why he's third overall. Uh, he's a quarterback who balled out in the super bowl and is a super cool dude as well. And everyone likes him <laughs> like yeah. Same that with also Jefferson matters. Being like he's got aura. The aura. Players- <laughs> The players it, take it that into account. It matters. So, yeah, I feel like that's a pretty simple one to answer. It's just like a little more nuanced than everyone. Everyone like colludes to make the worst list possible. Because the players are just stupid. They don't know football. <laughs> they just don't care about the list. I mean, we've seen right. lists where they're like filled out and then it's like Brett Grimes, number two <laughs> in his hey, age man. 30 season. And it's like. <laughs> I think I might know who made, and then it's like a bunch of people in the division and then a bunch of teammates of Brett Grimes, Brent Grimes. And like, it made, it makes sense, man. Like if you were to give me like best podcast co-hosts list them, like who would number one and number two be, you know, like who would number one be? be? like, You know, like that's what I would put down. Yeah. It'd be like, this guy's fucking stupid for putting Matt or Bladen up there. It's like, well, that's <laughs> obviously I'm going to give them respect, you know, like <laughs> that's, that's how it is. And it's the same with your coworkers. You know, if you, if yeah. you're listening, if you're a stay hot listener and you work at uh, the local pool and they say, I don't know, man, I feel like a lot of people are throwing their coworkers under the bus. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like most really? people I feel like most people hate their jobs and hate their coworkers. What? And if you're in the- I never hated I my so. coworkers. What coworkers did you have that you hated? If you worked I don't, for I don't I don't you know, I feel like York. a lot of people hate their jobs and like yeah, the, coworkers the coworkers are makes the job okay a lot of the time. I worked at a movie theater for a long time. I guess that's fair. And the movie theater job was sick when I had good coworkers. Then later, like all my coworkers left and go to college, and then I would come back for a break and maybe work a shift, and like it would be all new people, and it'd be like, well, now this job stinks, but the coworkers are what makes it. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. All right. Well, the next question is from Lonnie, but it's spelled like Johnny, so L O H N N Y. Says it's known that sports go in cycles. In your opinion, will we ever see the NFL transition back to being run heavy like it was in the 80s and 90s? Theo, this is something that you talk about a lot. I think, I mean, I don't think it'll ever be run heavy like it was like decades ago, you know, like as athletes get better, like the more efficient play is passing it 10 yards and, it, and as quarterbacks get better and better, like it is going to be a pass heavy league, I think going forward. But I do think that we're seeing a a shift in things right now as the boxes get lighter and too high becomes more prevalent. Like we just saw a season where running the football 
it was the highest average ever or or like of the past 20 years i i think it may have been ever or since they started tracking yards of her attempt but teams were really gashing defenses on the ground this year because boxes were so light so i think that's kind of the cycle um it, it i think that you can have success running between the tackles and zig when everybody else is zagging but i don't think we'll ever see like a sweetness again because i think that data is coming out that you know we want runners to you know limit limit the hits they take and so we'll have two backs instead of one and all that and if you have a mahomes like you should just pass it all the time like i think that's a pretty i don't really see that going anywhere but I, I do think like it will come in spurts, like the usefulness of running. Um, I think that if boxes get really light, like imagine if there were only three people in the box and everybody else was like double teaming all their receivers, you totally want to run the football. So as boxes get lighter, running will become more prevalent and more efficient. And I think we are in kind of a state now where running the football is more useful than it was maybe five years ago. Uh, but will it ever get back to like 80s and 90s level? I, I don't really think so. Yeah, I think it's always important to be somewhat well-rounded. Like, oh, like yeah. un- unless you have a Mahomes level player or like a Mahomes level quarterback, you just like you can't afford to just like not be able to run the ball. Like that's what yeah. killed the Chargers is that they got into – they got up big and the only thing they knew how to do was do like short passes and it's either an incompletion or like you get a, you get a completion, but like you don't, you're not expanding your lead and you're not really killing any clock. So, yeah. 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 You're never going to see that eighties, nineties, 2000 stuff come back though, because not only were those teams running the ball a lot with one guy, they were doing it even when it was super inefficient. Right. And that's just never going. And like good teams would do that. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to come back. Teams just aren't going to do that. And even even if teams decide, you know, everyone's playing the pass defensively, uh, they're going to do it with multiple backs because when it comes down to it, your run game has much more to do with the offensive line and your scheme than it does the actual back themselves. Yeah. And and you're, we're seeing, I think, a return like 12 personnel is more prevalent now. Like we're not in that spread era anymore in the NFL, like Shanahan and Mike McDaniels, they, they'll condense the formation and then put a guy in motion and they'll have a lot of room to run or something like that. It's it's not getting empty, spread everything out and go like we're not in that era anymore. So and we're not really in the read option era either. Like we were a, like when Kaepernick was in the league and everybody was talking about that, like that got figured out. So things always get figured out and then, you know, there's a counter and then the counter to that is something else and it, it can go back and forth. But Matt, you're right. Like oh. analytics are right about fourth down decisions. And I don't think that'll ever go back to like, ask, what are the dog doing? For those listening on audio, Bladen has just lifted his dog into the camera frame. But there are some things that analytics that analytics are correct about and that should just be done going forward and like a higher ratio of passes and the pass run ratio and going forward on fourth down that more now. I, I think that's all here to stay. Fair enough. Next question is from Evan Troy 88 asking, how long do you think it will take for the AFC and NFC to balance out talent and team strength wise? 
I don't know. I guess the, the number one thing that the AFC has is probably better quarterbacks. And while they have more quarterback talent, it's probably going to be the AFC is better. In terms of how long it's going to take for that to balance out, could be a while. I mean, we saw the West be really dominant in the NBA for a long, long time. Like, that's just the way that it goes sometimes. Um, or we could see it where, like, in the next couple of years, things sort of even out. NFL is a lot quicker at turning things around than the NBA as far as, like, teams. They just cycle through their phases a little bit quicker. So we'll see. I don't know. I'd say three to four years will probably be an entirely different landscape outside of, like, a couple of quarterbacks. Uh, more than a couple, but, like, yeah. you know. I, I remember the NFC East, like, in, in the span of, like, two years, went from literally right. being called the NFC Least to having, like, <laughs> two or three teams in the playoffs every single year. Right. So I think it could be a while just because I think bro and Herbert and Mahomes and Allen aren't going anywhere. And to get four guys of that caliber in the same conference, like we could not see that in the NFC at all. Like, right. How long are those going to be four of the top five or six quarterbacks in the league? Like is Caleb Williams going to be in that tier and maybe he's a Cardinal or, something like that could happen, but he could also be a Raider. You know, he could also be, yeah. who knows who he could be next, what, what team he could play for next year. So I think it could be a while. Um, we, we need some hall of fame quarterbacks and those don't come around super often. I, I think the AFC has four of them. I would say the NFC currently has zero on that pace at the moment. Um, maybe hurt, maybe hurts takes another jump and, and, starts to string together like multiple years of elite elite play and and cement himself as one of those guys it's not off the table but at the moment right now it's four hall of fame quarterbacks on the afc side and zero on the nfc and i think that could take even more than three or four years to quite balance out um but you know you never know what the rosters because the the 49ers are just as strong of a roster when healthy as anyone in the AFC, and so are the Eagles, in my opinion, even though they lost to the Chiefs, that game could have gone either way. So, you know, who knows? I, I Will we see AFCs win every Super Bowl just because they have the better quarterbacks? I don't think that's true. Um, but as far as the high-end talent, you know, a lot of it, a, a quarterback can go a long way in determining that, and the AFC is just kind of got an very big lead on the nfc in that area so i think well, it'll be a while that that kind of brings us to our final question here from simply his name is hush uh thinking about uh making the rounds on how many lock hall of famers are actively playing it's time to name some guys um Mahomes, yeah this kelsey yeah. aaron Rodgers. yeah that's three off the top of my head Locke says in if they retired today or like that that's what I'll say, right? Yeah. I won't yeah, say Josh Allen is a lock Hall of Famer, even though I think he's on that kind of trajectory yes. based on like and Burrow, same thing. I'm not gonna say that he's a lock, even though he's on that kind of trajectory. I'd say Von Miller. Gus absolute first ballot. I think that oh, bye butter. I would say Tucker probably. Tucker, I would say T.J. Watt and Miles. Well, not Miles Garrett yet, and maybe not even T.J. Watt if they like retired today. 
That I don't would be, know. T.J. Watt be, is pretty <laughs> darn oh, close. Oh, Aaron man. Donald. Aaron Donald. Donald is up there. I would say I Derek think, Henry, if he retired today, I, I don't think it's any way that he stays out of the Hall of Fame. I think that's fair. I would say... Just looking at all the teams. Jason Kelsey... Is another Jason probably good one. Good. I do think TJ Watt's a lock. Okay, I, I don't disagree. I would How say Lane Johnson be first ballot if his career ended right this moment. But I do think he would get in. Okay. I, I think that yeah, you might be right. I How would many, say Lane Johnson will get in. Does he only have one defensive player of the year? He's got. Yeah, he's got one. Yeah, but I didn't know if he. I didn't. I thought he had one. I didn't know if he. He's got, got two. one in three All Pros and five Pro okay, Bowls. That's yeah. enough. Yeah, that's good. I would say Tyron Zach Martin. And probably Tyron Smith as well will get in pretty pretty easily. What about Matt Ryan? I don't think that he's a lock. Maybe eventually, but I he has I don't an MVP. He's, a, he's also not in the league currently. Did he, like did he, he end up retiring? No, but he's a CBS Sports. <laughs> <laughs> he, that's where he's signed right okay, now. I guess, so. I guess that's fair. I guess that's uh, fair. I, I we're gonna duck him. What about Trent Williams? I think he's a lock. Here's one for you. What about Tyreek Hill? Mm. I think so. I think so. I mean, I think so. Probably. All 2010s team, four All Pros, seven Pro Bowls. It's hard at receiver, but I think I think it'd be four All Pros. Part of that is returners, but still, like he was, he was an All Pro returner. Here's another receiver for you. What about Odell? (sighs) A lock Hall of Famer. I don't know if he's quite had that career. He was on pace for that, but then he got traded to Cleveland and suffered a bunch (laughs) of injuries. Don't put that on us, man. <laughs> I am putting it on you, man. That guy was so awesome in New York, and then Baker ruined him, and everyone blamed Odell. He's a zero-time first-team All-Pro. I don't think he's a lock. This is tough. What about Diggs? If we're just going receivers. Great career in Minnesota. I don't think so. <laughs> Jair's a lock. <laughs> Have we said Rodgers? We haven't said Rodgers. You did? Okay. Rodgers. If 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 Jair's a lock, Denzel's a lock. Let's be real. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. Bakhtiari. He's getting there. He's getting there. Oh, Joel Batonio. Come on, man. What? He's been a top guard for like Seven years now. <laughs> Two-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowl. Maybe it's not ridiculous. Not a lock. I, I oh. it's not ridiculous to say Batonio, but I don't know if he's a Hall of Fame. Oh. I'll put lock. it in like ten to twelve. That's how many like real locks I think there are. Maybe maybe like fifteen. He has been really good for five years though, and like I think that he'll eventually. I guess so. Yeah, he's got all second-team All Pros in there too. Okay, five straight yeah. years on the All-Pro yeah. team is pretty pretty yeah. good. <laughs> So he's, he yeah, is, he is like that. But I don't think it would be a lock if he retired today, because like his name would come up on the Hall of Fame list five years from now, and no one would be like, "Well, Joel Batonio just has to be in." In the same way that we talk about, you know, Julio or or something like that, or oh, Joe God. Thomas, you know. So yeah. I, I don't think that he's a lock. <laughs> well, Joe, I mean, Joe Thomas was like the best left tackle ever. Yeah, <laughs> like one of them. I'm trying to think. Uh, would Russ, do you think, make it? No, Russ is not a lot for the Hall at all. 
I think Russell Wilson will make it. I don't think he's a lock. I might disagree. I think he is a lock if he retired right now. To make it eventually, there's no way Russ gets stay, stays out forever. I guess. Yeah, probably because he's a quarterback. He's a quarterback, <laughs> and he was an elite quarterback and at like points, even though he did not receive an MVP vote. But I don't know, man. He was really, he got really a Super good Bowl. for a, what, I mean, just yeah, about a decade. Because I think Eli Manning is a lock. Okay, well, if that's, yeah. that's how we want to play it, then sure. So like 15 to 20 guys or so. What about Shaq Leonard? Hell no. Shaq Leonard? <laughs> a lock for the Hall of Fame if he retired today? I mean, he has how many how many turnovers since he entered the league? He does have four all pros. He's played five. I don't know. He's don't not know. a lock for the Hall of Fame, though. He, he had a. He's played he, like he's played like four real years. Yeah, he's been great. Okay. He's really on that path, but he's he's not a lock. I'd say like 15 guys. That's that's going to be my final answer. Like 15, 15 dudes. We've probably named most of them and there's probably a couple of easy ones we're forgetting. There are Cam Jordan there. maybe. What about I would maybe. say maybe. What about Mike? He's Evans? been good for a long time. I would say Clay's Campbell should be in there, but I wouldn't call him a lock. I I like Clay's Campbell. The locks are Mahomes, even if he retired today, he would get in. Like, pretty easily, I think. Um, Rogers, Henry, Donald. Wagner. Williams, Wagner's Wagner. We're missing. Wagner. Zach Martin. Yeah, it's probably like, I'm not going to list them all off again. It, it, you're probably right, Matt. It's probably about 10 to 15 guys that are like. Guarantees. Lock locks. And there's some that are like fringe locks. Like they'll probably get in, but maybe there's a world in which people leave them out. Cam Hayward's probably a lock too. That might be another one. So, yeah, those are all the questions we have. Well, we've still got a about fifty minutes. Is there anything? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to bullshit for too long maybe this can just be a shorter yeah. episode but maybe. um sorry sorry folks <laughs> people i i saw comments on the last one they're like 58 minutes stay hot episode <laughs> i'm gonna lose my mind look this is the let preseason starts today if you're listening to this the day it comes out yeah this will this is our our last short one and then the nfl season's officially starting and then we'll We'll have like we'll, we'll have like twenty five hour and a half episodes in a row. All right, you or like fifty because like twice a week. But yeah, so, yeah, we'll wrap this ready. one up early and then and then this is our last off season video. Really, yeah. we made it. We for real made it. We made it, boys. It looks like we wouldn't. <laughs> 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 Only we get that bit, Theo. <laughs> We, we for real man <laughs> anyway thank you all so much for tuning in it's been an absolute pleasure hope you all have a wonderful preseason weekend we'll be back to recap it and until then thank you all and we will catch you on the flippity flop oh!